0: and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
1: It's that time of year, everybody. You're probably looking for the most lightweight, packable, and reliable mobile hunting gear on the market. If you are, look no further than Latitude Outdoors. Latitude aids in any hunter that is looking to get into saddle hunting or mobile hunting in general, or for the guy or gal that is already experienced Latitude offers saddles, climbing methods, platforms, ropes, dump pouches, knee pads, and much more. Let Latitude steer you to unfamiliar places while being efficient and lightweight in the process. For more information, head on over to latitudeoutdoors.com and save by using the code THEFALLPODCAST for 25% off your next purchase. New for 2023, Helix introduces its four blade head, the FJ4. The FJ4 broadhead takes the standard single bevel design blade that Helix is known for and adds two smaller bleeder blades that insert directly into the ferrule. Adding for an additional 15th, 16th cutting diameter from the original Helix broadhead consisting of the following sizes. Two and 1 16th for 100 and 175 grain, two and an eighth for the 125 and 200 grain head, and two and a quarter for the 150 and 225. Improve blood trails and measure your recovery in seconds for the fall of 2023. Use the code FALLHX10 to save at helixbroadheads.com happy friday everybody today is may 12th 2023 and it's episode 297 it's feel good friday episode we're getting closer and closer to total Archer challenge michigan and uh, I couldn't be any more not ready for it. <laughs> <to be honest laughs> oh my gosh! I, you know, got the new Prime and the new, you know, the Garmin. Everything got it out there, sighted into fifty-two. I haven't touched the bow in probably two or three weeks since we got the bow. So I really need to probably get out and start shooting. But hey, the 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 weather's really good today. Is yesterday was eighty-one degrees. Today is going to be even better guys are, you know, farmers are planting fields and getting everything ready, which is uh, going to be what we're going to be talking about today. But totally it's your challenge. I am not ready yet. How about you? I think you are ready, aren't you?
2: I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, buddy. Uh, I've been doing a lot of shooting. There's something about it and, and it's, you know, it's, this is more something mental for me, but man, when, when I start mowing the grass and you get those, like those fresh days where it's like the grass just mowed or even the day after, two days after, there's something about grabbing that bow out of your hunt room and going outside. And it's just like, especially in the evening, you know, you get that sun setting, a good looking yard. And it just, it's like, it's just a recipe to go get your bow and shoot it, you know?
3: Yeah.
1: I couldn't agree more. Like the last, you know, two out of the five days this week, I've been at home with a sick kid and now I kind of feel like I might be coming down with something. I've been in a funk. And, uh, so there's that, but I woke up this morning, and I'm like, I'm going to go shoot my bow. So mm-hmm. I still might do that after we record here. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I feel good with the bow and everything. It's not like I'm not confident. I've shot enough already with it that I'm good. But, like, you know, I'm only sighted to 52 yards right now. So I, I need to expand on that a little more, bit more. And I'm going to be using the extended range feature on the Garmin. So there may or may not be a video coming with that because I don't know how to use it yet, but I know it's mm-hmm. capable of it. So Garmin, uh, talking to Brandon over there at Garmin the other day, and they don't have a video explaining that yet. So there's a good chance I might make a video on just kind of learning that and get it out there for everybody. Because I think that is one of the things with the Garmin is like people that want to shoot total archery challenge and you're shooting like a hundred plus yards or even 90 plus yards that Garmin, I think it's a misconception with the a one, I pro that like you can't reach out to those bigger distances, but you actually can. And, uh, I'm going to learn that. So. That's that's gonna be my next goal.
2: Yeah, that that's gonna be really interesting to see how that whole technology works because you and I we've been talking about it. Where it's like, you know, you know it. You have to be able to do it. You know, it's just gonna be a, a adjusting that sight bar basically, and then kind of shooting for those you know probably forty to a hundred yard ranges. And you know, the biggest thing will be you know once you kind of figure it out was just watching that arrow clearance, you know, where, where's that, that vein or that arrow going to start making contact at the bottom of that site housing, you know? Right. But yeah. It's, uh, you know, unfortunately PISA hasn't been feeling well this week. So it's, it's a little bit, you know, kept you inside, but you know what, sometimes that's uh, that's what happens and, you know, it's gotta be dad,
1: dad, dad duty first. For sure. That is, that is the truth. And, uh, so today's podcast, you know, I think we're going to transition a little bit to these Friday episodes. I think we've kind of talked about a little bit It's just going to be David and I, um, talking about, you know, I shouldn't say whatever, but just maybe Reese or, you know, like, uh, what is the word for it? Um, topics that are relevant, relevant Mm -hmm. topics, maybe. Um, so, you know, we're middle May right now and when you look outside right now, all the seed is going into the ground. The farmers mm-hmm. are, are going like crazy. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, um, maybe some cameras and running those and bu- buck development and everything and what people are seeing and what we're seeing. So we're going to get into that. But first and foremost, I want to thank everybody out there listening and, and that are our hardcore supporters and have purchased stuff off the online store. Thank you guys so much. I mean, there's been orders coming through every day. I think since we've been live, I think there's only been two days we haven't had an order. Uh, And some days we're getting like four orders, you know, so um, growing, you know, we're growing. I don't know what's good or what's bad. I was shooting for a average of at least an order a day and we're at Mm -hmm. that average. So that's good. Um, Thank you guys very much for that. Uh, If you guys want to order anything, go to fallpodcast.com and go to the store and um, we're coming, hats are getting made right now. We're getting koozies made right now. So we'll have some variations of those coming. Um, but also we have a giveaway coming up. It's live right now. So if you guys don't know much about the giveaway, all you have to do. So first of all, I guess before I get the cart before the horse, let's talk about what's in the giveaway. So we have a latitude classic Two saddle single panel saddle. That is, it's the whole kit. You get the pouch and you get all the ropes and everything. You get that and you also get a pack of your choice of fj4 broadheads It's the new ones from helix so the the prize is uh valued at around 500 bucks and to get entered all you got to do is go to fallpodcast.com go to the store and buy something and the more things you buy the more entries you get in so if you want to buy four things you get four entries if you buy one thing you get one entry and the thing is you're not going to be in the running to win this if you don't go enter at least once all it takes is once right i mean That's, you're you're on you're, un, you're under that uh you know that mindset all it takes is one
2: yeah yeah and especially like we said you know, like there's probably gonna be you know i don't know what the ratio or the percentage is but probably a pretty good chance for something you know the odds to, to win this packages are going to be pretty good and plus you get
1: yourself some sweet merch right i mean hey it's a win-win for sure. Definitely. And you're supporting us, which is, which is awesome. And I greatly appreciate that. So yeah, go, go to that, um, website, our website and, uh, order some gear to get, uh, entered into the, the contest. And so like the, the 300th episode giveaway that that episode is going to be running on May 23rd, I believe we are going to pick the winner on May 24th. So it started last week, uh, the, the giveaway and it's running until midnight of May 23rd. So uh, you got a little bit of time, but uh, you're going to forget about it. So why don't you just pause this right now, go on your phone, fallpodcast.com, go to the store, purchase right there, and then you're entered. So just do it mm-hmm. right now. Go. Yep. <laughs>
2: go buy. Go buy now button. Yeah. Go <laughs> well, in in like Aaron mentioned, we, you know there's hats being made right now, and we're both hoping that the these hats will be available to be purchased before the entering ends because... The, I'm telling you right now, these hats are going to be sick. Like, well, these it, it, let's good talk about those a little bit.
1: Let's talk about those a little bit. So we have a hat coming out. that's called the Riley because it's David's go-to. And then we have one called the AB. And that's because it's my go-to. And um, they are high-end patch hats. So, I mean, I'm talking about really nice patches. Um, mm-hmm. And they're Richardson 112 hats. And, um, you know, we we in the past, we haven't done patch hats yet. In the past we've already always done the embroider because the patch hats can get pricey they can and i i don't want to like i don't want to charge everybody an arm and a leg for a damn hat but you know i do want to make a little bit of money at it not i don't have to you know make a ton but i'm not gonna lie to you i want to make a little bit money at it It, because it helps fund getting more merch and getting you know and we're coming out with like right now like i've I've been designing some more shirts and we got some more ideas coming out with shirts, but we just, I want to keep moving the shirts and the hoodies that we have. And you know, there's a good chance we bring this one back a lot. of This is the OG right here, this hoodie, if you're watching this episode, but it's, it's just the one with the Hambino antler on it. And then there's some other versions that we've been selling in the past too, that, that we're going to bring out as well, because those sold a lot, a lot in pre-orders. So, um, we do have two different types of patch hats coming out and then we do have an embroidered hat, uh, just you know, that has the fall logo on it that is going to be nice as well. And, um, I don't know. I'm excited about everybody wants hats. Everybody buys hats, you know? So let's, let's move these damn things. Oh yeah. I'm a
2: sucker for them, you know? And for anyone out there, when these hats hit the the website, um, you know, if for some reason your wife's over your shoulder and kind of looking at what you're looking at and she says, Jesus, you know, you, you already have too many hats. You don't need another one. Just don't, don't listen to that nonsense get yourself another hat. I mean, you can never have enough. You know what
1: I mean? What you need to tell her is you're right, honey. I do have a lot of hats, but I don't have this one. You know, <laughs> that's what you say. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Have, you <laughs> don't understand, hon. I don't have this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe
2: what we'll do, maybe, maybe we can make a little, uh, you know, a little friendly, like, uh, I'll buy a beer at Tac Bet when these these hats come in. Maybe we'll do a side by side and we'll take a vote for what one people like the most between Aaron and I, either the Riley hat or the A B hat. And ever, you know, ever what one uh loses has to buy the other one uh, first beer up at Tac. How about that?
1: I'll buy I'll buy everybody that buys a hat up a beer at Tac if you guys buy them. Let's let's move these damn things. Oh, actually what you, what what I'll do you, is you I'll just bring a, I'll I'll just bring so uh adam miller from Hunter chronicles is doing his after party again so guys, if you guys weren't at that last year it's it's a lot of fun and Mm -hmm. you know they cook some food and everything but you don't have to come to eat honestly it's just a good gathering to to get together and just drink some beer so um it's right there at crystal mountain in the yard basically and it's just a lot of like-minded people just bullshit and so my whole thing is if you guys buy a hat and you wear it to TAC, if they come out before TAC, okay? TAC's in, in a month. I'm hoping to have these out and, you know beforehand, but we'll, we'll make it right now, okay? If the hats are live, you buy them, you wear it at TAC and you come up to me at that after party or at TAC, you know? I, I can't give you a beer right at TAC, right? When it's going on. So yep. it had to be like the after party, but if you wear the hat and you come up to me, I will give you a beer. I will okay. or two or two because I'll bring I'll, I'll be ready. I'll bring like two cases of beer or something with me and a cooler. David and I, we usually do that. So um, I'll give you a beer, too. And if you want a Bud Light, you can have Bud Light. <laughs> we'll have a Bush <laughs> Light. You can have a Bush Light. We yeah. won't go into it. Whatever. I still love <laughs> the taste of Bud Light. So um, I, I'm pretty still good there. Uh, <laughs> well,
2: I like it. This is this is what we'll do. OK, so all you listeners, you heard it first. A.B. said he will buy you, get you a beer. If you, you know, you come see us at TAC, and if you have uh, the fall podcast, one of the hats on, there will be probably- But it's got to be the
1: one, there's a lot of fall podcast hats roaming around that we've done in the past. It's got to be one of the new ones off the website. You got to purchase it off the website.
2: Okay, one of the new ones, will probably be two to three options, similar to be able to do. We will take a couple cases of beer. I will take my really big cooler with me. We will take that, and we will have it full. And not only will Aaron, if he, if you have a hat on, he's going to give you a beer, and I will give you a koozie to go with your beer. There you How go. How about that? A fall Sweet.
1: podcast koozie. Sweeten the deal. I I love it. It's a great idea.
2: That's a great idea, man. That's and, and hey, and you get a cold beer out of it. Hey, they will be ice cold. I will make sure that we're like top tier cold beer
1: oh gotta be i mean we're not we're not drinking lukewarm beer i mean it's got it's got to be so cold you have to have a koozie there we go you know there we go yeah because
2: hey little teaser we are taking a bunch of fall podcast koozies up there with us
1: they're getting made right now as we speak so we'll have koozies and everything and uh yeah come out have a good time you know i like this like i said that after party david and i will be there uh with a lot of other like-minded guys adam will be there i'm sure kevin vistason's probably going to be there from the deer hunter mm-hmm. podcast um but a lot of us will be there and just come over and let's bullshit let's talk let's talk some deer yeah man. guys it's never too late to add or upgrade to your fleet of trail cams if you're looking to add or upgrade check out exodusoutdoorgear.com exodus has you covered with an unmatched five-year no bs warranty and customer service that is so fast you will think you're ordering from jimmy johns don't wait head over to exodusoutdoorgear.com check out the exodus render along with the sp18 or if you're looking for a budget-friendly package look at the exodus rival life's a passion pursue it at exodusoutdoorgear.com if you've been a listener of the podcast you know that i'm a huge fan of garmin products none bigger than the a1 series bow sights I've been shooting a garmin bow sight since 2019 and in my opinion hands down makes you better in the moment of truth for the past two seasons i've shot the a1i pro and my favorite feature of that sight is the confidence it gives you when i'm at full draw on a shooter buck and the moment just slows down it helps the moment slow down in my opinion no more movements of grabbing your rangefinder and ranging once twice three times, and then moving your dial to the correct yardage. Or for the fixed pin hunters, trying to gap shoot. Just go to full draw, hit the range button, and make every shot count. If you want to learn more about Garmin bow sights, head over to Garmin.com.
2: That's what's also getting exciting about TAC. It's, it's just not the, sh- the shooting that's kind of getting us excited. It's we're really starting to fine tune our details of, of TAC, you know, mm-hmm. when we're headed up there, when we're leaving. Um, I actually, it's going to be really fun because, you know, my brother in law, uh, DJ Martin, he's actually flying in from Colorado on that Thursday. He's flying into Grand Rapids. I'm going to pick him up, and then we're going to be northbound from there. So he's going to be up there for the weekend. He's never been to a tack event. Hell, he's he's kind of only been, you know, kind of getting real serious about archery for the last two to three years. And, you know, the area in Colorado he lives in, it's really tough to be able to get out and shoot outside of, like, you know, paid courses. So it's that's going to be really fun. He actually texted me uh, yesterday, I think, and he said well it's a month out and i says hell yeah it is buddy just i know you can't shoot a lot of distance but just make sure you keep shooting you know and and he said uh he keeps getting emails um from you know probably whatever travel website he booked his tickets on and it keeps saying asking him if he wants to book a hotel in Grand rapids and he's like hell
1: no we're headed north <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that's a good point and um other people, I was thinking too, DJ will be there, but uh, Greg Litzinger is going to be there mm-hmm. again, the hunting fiend. Got to love Greg. I love that guy. Uh, he'll be there the whole, well, I shouldn't say the whole Latitude crew, but a lot of us will be there. I know some some of us have some other obligations, but I do know a lot of us will be there at the booth and hanging out at that after party as well. So, I mean, there's going to be some a lot of guys there and just looking to have a good time you know yeah, just kind of yep. get out and hopefully it's going to be good weather like it was last year man it was beautiful weather last year so hoping yep. uh hoping it'll be good this year
2: yeah i actually talked to uh i don't remember if you know um uh, joe davis over at the generations yeah. to hunt podcast yep. um talked to him yesterday he was making sure that uh you know that we got dj a ticket um because he's actually kind of local around here and he he actually knows dj back from school but he's actually joe's staying with um oh gosh i just lost his name the bowhunter chronicle adam uh, adam yeah they're all staying together and, and uh so it's gonna be i hope that we're all kind of housed close together together because that'd be real cool you know
1: yeah yep for sure well cool i mean i guess that's kind of uh what i've got to say for somewhat of an intro but let's get into today's podcast what do you want to talk about you rip this off what, oh no we got a question why do i keep forgetting that i'm oh, yeah. being a terrible host Let's do house. let's
2: let's do this one cuz I, I got a question but I I want to, you know, I want to ask at the end of this podcast cuz a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to be kind of play in with a question if that's cool with you.
1: Yeah, do you want to just do one question today or do you want to do both of us do a question today?
2: Um, let's let's do uh we can do one question. This is an uh I you know, this is a question I made up, but I guess I'd even think about how I would answer it yet. So uh, I'll do the question at the very end and then we both can kind of answer. I think it, it will go well with what we're about to talk about.
1: I'll save my question for next time then next week. Okay.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, on today's podcast, I think we're going to really break down, you know, that it's uh, quote unquote, it's growing season, right? And it, when we talk about growing season, we're not talking about, you know, obviously what we love the most is the antlers on top of the head, but everything that's helping produce these antlers also you know, like Aaron, you know, mentioned in the beginning of the intro that these farmers are out working right now. And I don't know about you, but when they start working the ground and it's all fresh dirt and you start, you know, all those, you know, the beans or the corn just start to pop and it's like a sea of green. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it it's like, there's a, there's a flip being switched right now for me that knows that. A like, switch
1: being flipped or a flip being switched? switch being flipped did i say it wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i did <laughs> i
2: love it he's excited yeah. everybody he's i'm excited, excited. I, I am i mean this this is this is the time of year man where it's like i know what's coming next you know what i mean yeah. But, but yeah so the farmers around me they are they are working like crazy this week um temperatures are right uh you know there's good moisture in the ground but even i'll even tell you though it, it was it's been a little dusty i've seen some farmers out working and the you know the dust is rolling but man, when, when they start planting like this, it's just like <laughs> growing season is here. Whether you're a farmer or a whitetail addict, it is here. Yeah,
1: no, it is definitely. And that's <clears throat> that, that switch is being flipped for sure. Um, but you can just tell like your demeanor, you know, like it just changes a little bit. Like the other night, the wife and I, it's been nice now finally. And we got this nice big wraparound porch on our house and, uh, you know, nice outdoor furniture and It was like 738 o'clock and it's still daylight, but it's still like in the 70s. Nice, like, you know, little breeze deer come out milling around in the field and everything. And you're just, just hanging out. Like that is, that's the vibe I'm into. Like, just like, let's relax. And, um, but yeah, like the last two or three days around here, farmers are going everywhere, man. It is because there's no rain in sight for a little bit and it's working up. And it's, you know, we're you got guys going by the house that are, you know, have field cultivators on. But then you guys got, got guys that got rollers behind the tractor. And then you got the planter coming. And it's like, here's the seed tender. And here's the, all the, you know, the herbicide and whatever they're putting on. It's like, man, it's, it, it's just fun. And it's almost got that smell in the air of like, it's starting. Like, it's like it the summer, but it's almost like the summer is the doormat to the fall, which is like, gosh, let's go.
2: Yeah, you know, I lo- I love that the doormat to the fall. I really like that saying. Really that just came up with Pretty unique. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that and you know the 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 uh, the nights are long. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's nine o'clock at night and it's still you know hell. You could still be outside shooting your bow and it's just there's something special about it. You know, and I haven't seen any fawns yet, but you know, unfortunately, I have a I spend a lot of time behind the windshield for work and. It don't take long at this time of year where eventually I'll see one on the side of the road. But the deer are really active right now. You know, there's two times of the year that I see a, a really big increase of deer on the side of the road. One is the rut usually always. You can almost see it kicking up right around October 20th through gun season. A lot of dead deer. But the second time is this time right now. And I don't know if it's just the deer are up moving a lot more. It's almost like like we've talked about before that they're like us humans that all of a sudden the weather's finally gotten nice. The weather finally broke. Summer is coming quickly. We're like, they're just, they're really active. And a lot of it also is, I believe it's since they're getting ready to drop their fawns, they're just up moving. You know, I I had a doe run in front of me the other day um, on a back road. So luckily I wasn't going too fast that she was all by herself. And instantly I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be one right behind her, you know, but there wasn't. But her belly on her was so big. <laughs> but like her, her being by herself though, told me like she she was she may have been going that day to go find a spot to you know drop this fawn or whatever. Sure, but I don't I don't know. It's I haven't I haven't um uh, I haven't seen like I haven't seen any crops coming up yet or anything like that. But something that I always wonder, I don't know if this is something that you see. Do you do you by chance believe that on really good say. Um, cause you live in farm country, you see those years that like they produce, you know, the beans are good and the corns are in the corn is good. Have you ever seen any reflection of like really good crop seasons also equal really good antler seasons too, or not at all?
1: I don't see it at all. I mean, yeah. And it's something I'm not really like really looking at, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you know, where I'm not going to say, like, the crops are good every year because they're not. It just depends on how much rain we get and all that stuff. But, like, you know, I know every year coming into it and on the farms that I can hunt, there's always going to be, you know, a Pope and Young deer bigger. And I don't really know where I would judge at. Like, okay, do I have four this year? And how good was the corn growing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, to me, I guess to me like that whole trend or scenario isn't as is like isn't that big of a deal to me um yeah. because i have no control over it so it's just kind of like whatever happens happens but i guess do you see that because i know how analytical you can be so like I, I do you see that at all uh so you know there,
2: there i've seen years in the past that it just seemed like the overall antler growth was down and you know a part of it just maybe me where I'm like trying to put you know a plus b together why did why is antler growth down in the area and you know I'm like okay when you drive around looking at corn like how's everyone's corn look this year you know what I mean one guy one guy's corn may look real good but then you have you know six or seven other farmers that their crops just don't look all that great and you're like man I wonder if that you know like if the, if the you know if the row crops had a bad growing season in the spring or in the summer the, those same equations are those affecting the white tails, you know, but, mm-hmm. and then it's, you know, you could dive deeper into it, you know, cause someone could say, well, th- there's so much natural brows, but the same thing is like, what's happening with the natural brows. Say if we, if we don't have a lot of rain or if we have too much rain or it doesn't get really hot in the summer. you know, like I don't, that, that stuff's above my, above my pay grade, but it's, it's, it's things that I, I think about often, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's, it's curious to uh, kind of watch and to see, you know, like same thing as well, we don't really deal with it here, but say out Westmore, you know, you hear those guys talk about all the time if whether they're dealing with a drought or it's been flooding, you know I mean? Like some places when they flood, they don't even get to get a, you know, say a row crop in where, you know, that's kind of what our whitetails live on around here outside of just some natural browse. I mean, it's safe to say like in the summertime, I mean, Most any deer that calls some of these colonies home, you'll find them out in the, in the, uh, bean fields or alfalfa fields in the summer.
1: Yeah. And honestly, what I'm looking more at opposed to that of like, you know, the crop year and good buck year, good antler growth. Like I'm looking at knowing what plants are coming in the ground when they start coming up, I can see if they're beans or corn. So then Mm -hmm. I start looking at like, okay. Here in a couple of weeks, this corn is going to be aggressively high. Where can I glass these nooks and crannies at from the road? I'm take I'm starting to take that in consideration. And what I like to do is start when I'm glassing in the evenings, even in the summer. Is I like to see where the deer are coming out. And the crop rotation is going to change that a little bit. It has, you know, it, and that's one thing I do see as well. The crop rotation, depending on what it is, like I've got some fields that uh, that are wheat. And there's probably not going to be any cover crop on that after the wheat's gone. So I'm already starting to look at those as probably areas that aren't probably going to be as good until the rut maybe. You know what I mean? And so I'm starting to, like, do more of that stuff and figuring out where are those, like, little hiding spots I can I can get to glass a whole field from a distance and, um, you know, see over the corn or see around the corn or what it – you know, so, like <laughs> – you know you and i were talking about the other day like the crop rotation this year kind of sucks for me as far as like there's a lot of corn a lot of corn mm-hmm. going in that i'm not going to be able to see a lot of deer from um and then on the flip side another one of my farms uh in the alfalfa field there's a house being built so it's like really gonna really gonna put a damper on you know the I, i'm really interested to see how that house being built and it being there like what is going to do to the deer movement in the summer, as far as glassing them and them feeding in that field because that's a that's a good field to look at to uh, to be able to get some inventory.
2: Yeah, because that that alfalfa field has been a long-standing alfalfa field, correct?
1: Oh, it has been that since before I was born. You yeah, know, so I remember. It's always,
2: so it's always been that. It's just, just, with nothing in it, with no. Yeah. What,
1: I mean, what I mean by nothing in it—no structures, no nothing. It's just been a farm field.
2: Yeah. That, that's going to be interesting, man. It's, it's, uh, I mean, you would help, you can't help but think that it, it will play a factor into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's no doubt, but another thing to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, you're kind of watching right now. One of the main things that I'm watching outside of what's being planted, where is when it's being planted. I'm, I, am i am really going to be watching for those the very last fields that get planted mm-hmm. because as summer goes on, even though they're going to be, a, a, you know, a late starter compared to the rest of the fields, as we inch closer to September and October, those fields will become more important to me than the the early fields. The early fields would be great for early summer glassing. You know, like I watched, you know, a bean field be planted yesterday. You know, that one will be that one will play factor sooner than the other ones around here. But yeah, that one's probably also going to be done before it even will do anything for me in the fall, you know? So that's always something to watch too. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's always a game, right? Because it's, you know, like I know that you're not a, uh, you're not a big corn guy, like you'll deal with it, but you've always said that you see you know, better results around, um, beans. Yep. But, you know, I've also seen areas where, fingers of swamps like it's everything is laid out perfectly but until i get a, a you know a, a corn crop next to next door to it like that finger isn't worth a damn usually but mm-hmm. as soon as you know every how many you know you know we talked about this too the other day the bean corn rotation like those days are done like it's there's they're so, so done <laughs> it may be like six years beans and all of a sudden corn or just whatever whatever's you know working best and making the most money but uh when i do get those corn years out there like that finger will be lit right up and the only thing that i can think about it is that it just hunts bigger that way you know like, like i'm i'm say if there's 100 acres of of a uh, swamp all of a sudden i add in 80 acres of corn now that's 180 acres of cover then you know so but yeah a lot of times i see corn get planted around me, I, I get a little excited because two things, one, it's going to hunt bigger and two, it's going to hide more deer usually, especially if they, if they keep it on till through gun season, the worst is when they take it off right before gun season. Then it's like, Oh, we're in trouble around deer. Well,
1: the actual worst like is the silage corn when they're taking it off like September, you know? So what it, I agree with you though, the worst can be like November, 12th and 13th they're taking it off you're like yeah yeah (laughs) not gonna save anything this year you know (laughs) so one thing i'm doing right now is i'm actually going and asking farmers that i get to hunt you know the land like even our family farm like it gets it gets farmed like it's got Mm -hmm. 65 acres on it so i like to ask the farmer hey what are you doing this year like as far as like okay if it's corn is it silage corn nope it's gonna be on okay that's gonna change my game plan a little bit and then the other thing is too like like you said, hunting a lot of ag as well, there's a lot of like waterways and fields a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So when you get cover on both sides of them, all of a sudden that opens up those waterways that don't have trees in them, that might be on an on the ground ambush location. I love personally putting trail cams in those waterways and Mm -hmm. like entry. Now there's some stands or some locations anyway that I can't hunt on bean years. But when it's corn years, that like the access that opens up so many more points of access for me. So I, it's a double edged sword for me. I have more success on bean years. I can't tell you why I just do, but also on corn years, it, it opens up more. Like you just said, it opens up more, um, more areas for me Mm -hmm. and you know, allows me to get in undetected better. So it's like a double edged sword, I guess.
2: Yeah, that, that's a great point. Um, talking about the the access and even exit routes is, you know, I hunted a you know a small place last year that, you know, looking back on it, I I kind of timed it up wrong, and the place was destroyed. There was a big buck in there. I think there's actually two in there that we're, we're calling it home, and we're we're talking real small acreage here, but it just so happened to be kind of surrounded by corn. And I think that's why they were probably holed up in there the way they were. Now, I pretty much can guarantee, like, that will not be like that this year with the crop rotation and maybe years down the road. But I'll put that in the memory bank. But I look back at that, and it's like, you know, I threw I threw two hunts at it. And when I did, you know, being able to walk through those, those corn rows, man, it just makes you feel... You know like a freaking ninja in there even mm-hmm. walking out though too you know and, and that's another thing too is also then you know you have a bean rotation on, on a place you're hunting and there's to me there's a lot higher chance on those deer being out there when you're trying to leave the stand for the evening you know what i mean where it's like in the corn like man you can a lot of times you ever you ever seen deer like sometimes if they bet on the edge of corn they yeah. will damn near let you walk right by them. As long as you don't stop, as long as you keep your momentum, your feet moving, they pretty much will stick tight. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty wild to see. But I tell you what, another thing about those those waterways in uh like say if they're they're pinched between, you know, two two cornfields, is I see a um with cameras I've noticed that there would be a lot of like nighttime bedding
1: in those those waterways, like random bedding during the night. I'm back again with some codes to help you save on some great outdoor products if you're looking for a new bow go try out the new revx from prime at g5prime.com and if you're looking for a new custom string to go with a new bow or an existing bow go to americasbestbowstrings.com and use the code thefall to save some money lastly but certainly not least i know you're probably looking for some arrows so go to methodarchery.com check out their custom arrows use their arrow builder build out your arrows and use the code fall10 to save on your next purchase. It is spring and I'm gonna be doing some turkey hunting in a Buck Bourbon Rack House 300 plus ground blind. They have the patented one way mesh window so the critters can't see you while you're doing your backstrap ballet just before you go to full draw. They also offer the saloon style spring door for added room while trying to enter and exit the blind. Everyone's done in a time or two. Your pack gets hung up on the top of the door or the zipper alerts a roosted gobbler in the tree above. No more of that. Buck Bourbon has made the door bigger and eliminated the zipper. So let Buck Bourbon help you in the aid of getting your next trophy. Check them out at buckbourbon.com and use the code TFP20 to save on your next purchase. I I like that because I think uh, those waterways, I think, get a lot of thermal pull also. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, um, spe- like you know, winding waterway. That's what a lot of deer feel bulletproof on there. And they've got essentially two exits and two entries. Mm-hmm. So like, yep. um, they can tuck themselves into those really well, but yeah, I agree with you. It just hunts better, hunts bigger and opens up a lot more things at the years that are corn. Um, now I guess kind of diving more into this, you know, let's go to like some antler growth stuff right now. We're in the middle of May. Like I have seen some bucks, you know what I mean, and you and I know a couple guys that have some pretty actually like good bucks on camera right now. Yeah, um, yeah, like got like good brow tines, and we're almost <laughs> cur- we're almost curving around the beams yeah. already, you know. And I'm like, holy crap, like this is wild. Um, yeah. What is like the what is you know in your in your opinion and what you've experienced? You know, when are you really starting to see that type of growth? Because that, to me, is like we're early still. I think.
2: Yeah. There. So the pictures that Aaron's talking about, it's I, I had a guy send me some pictures today. Um, he's actually not in Michigan, so maybe that's part of it too. He's a little more southern. But when he sent me those pictures of you know pretty much fully developed brow tines, he maybe has a little bit more to go. But I mean, he's, I mean, he's got quite a bit of main beams already. I mean, he's already working out towards the end of his years, and it's like holy cow, like I have not, I don't even know if I've seen anything like without, the only thing I've seen around here are just bases so far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's about it. But uh, that's, that's really exceptional growth right now, in my opinion. And does that mean he's going to be, you know, the biggest year round? I don't believe that. I just believe that there's, you know, the same as like the shedding of the antler process. I also believe there's like a It's like a genetic or, you know, every deer has a personality type thing when it, when it comes to the growing season, because for like, for instance, last year, the buck I shot that, you know, we called wispy now he finished really, really well, but during the summer, I, I could have swore he was two, if not three weeks behind growth out of every buck I knew about, I mean, Mm -hmm. even in, even towards the end of June. He was barely, like, he had all 10 of his tines, but they were barely starting to grow up still. But then all of a sudden, he just, he packed it on in August, you know, whether that was something that is in his genes, whether he was lacking nutrition in the spring, that stuff, I, I do not know that kind of stuff, you know. But yeah, right now, if I, if I'm seeing just, you know, the big beer can or big pop can size bases. That's getting me excited. I'm not too worried how far along a buck is or not
1: right now. What about you? I'm not either because, you know, I I just did a podcast with Dan Johnson and mm-hmm. at the Nine Finger Chronicles. And um, he asked me to come on and, and be like a weekly guest talking about some things. And so if you guys are looking for some more content or anything, want to consume, you know, Dan, he puts out a really good podcast. And um, I'm on there gonna be weekly, I think, just kinda going through some topics and we're, anyway, we, we we're talking about trends and everything and and uh he asked me something about antler growth or, you know, in the summer, like what are you seeing and everything like that. And I'm um you know, I see a lot of deer right now, like depending on the crop rotation, this is gonna kinda bring it full circle. Like the years that I have like winter wheat in some areas, the deer, obviously I will hold them more in the winter. The, all the farms that I hunt in Michigan don't hold deer in the winter. Uh, mm-hmm. they hunt, they hunt a resident, they, they hold resident deer, but like the, the, you know, you see on TV and stuff like that, like huge groups of deer coming into a field and stuff like that, eating in the, in the winter. I don't get that at all. Um, now having a lot of weed around holds more deer. And so fast forward to the time we are now, what I see a lot is if those bucks are sticking around and I see those bucks that I knew that made it through the year before, if they're still here right now, more than likely they're going to, they're going to stick around. Um, Now, if they, if I, if I, the thing is, is i (laughs) have to dance around stuff so yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm trying not to like give away too much here yeah. but like if i i get to glass a lot let's just put it that way and if i see them regularly they're gonna stick around but i've had a, a lot of instances where deer might show up once or twice because they have markings whether it's a cut ear whether it's a scar or something like that or something with the antlers you know when we get into june and july and you start seeing that i've had a lot of deer fall off because of the crop rotation um Mm -hmm. because of there's not the food is wasn't here in the winter or and it's not here now I, i don't know i feel like i'm talking in circles now but i guess what i'm trying to say is like it's very cut and dry very 50 50 um if i'm going to have those deer there or not a lot of times i don't keep a deer year over year but i will say if the crop rotation isn't there the percentage goes way down for me to keep a deer because what i think happens if you don't have the food in the winter a lot of times i feel like deer go to for a lack of a better term greener pastures and they might find something that they haven't had before like whether that's cover based or water based or food based or pressure based they might have something that they might be like nope this is this is where i need to be you know and it happens more times than not um I don't know. I feel like I talked in circles and I didn't even answer the question you asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good.
2: You're, you're correct, though. Um, I, I agree. And I see a lot of what you're saying is in the wintertime. You know what I mean? Like, I, I lose a lot of deer in the wintertime. But, you know, for the most part, as long as every farmer's kind of on top of what they're doing, and most of the time they are because it's their livelihood, I think in a lot of these areas that you and I are hunting in Michigan, in the summertime, deer pretty much can have everything they want anywhere at any time. Right. That's why in the summertime, like I, they're not concentrated as much like they are in the winter. In my opinion, you know, like we're going to see our bachelor groups in the summertime, but pretty much every square mile, you should be able to see a deer if you know, on some back roads in the evenings,
1: you know, but do you, uh, do you have any cameras out right now at all? I have one camera right now and it's an Exodus rival and I've had it out. And honestly, it's more or less like just I'm testing out the new rival. Um, mm-hmm. I put that camera out. We did a podcast about it a while ago. I put it out when I built a scrape um, a couple weeks ago. But like, what what I was doing is I'm really testing out the uh, the uh, the video the, the video quality. And I'm also testing out. I put absolute shitty batteries in it on purpose. I mean, like dog crap batteries because I'm testing out the uh, the solar panel. So I'm just kind of referencing like, yeah, you know, I know what a solar panel will do with the, the lithiums in it. I want to know if I can save money and the solar panel just do just as good and maybe, you know, and put lesser batteries in those solar panel cameras. So I'm, I'm doing some testing on it. but I answer your question. I only have one out right now. Yeah. I'm not going to be getting cameras out until, you know, we're in middle of May. Um, I'll probably start putting out cameras like after we get back from tax. So probably that third week of June into into July is when I'll probably start putting them out.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that's a pretty good time period. Um, I used to put them out a lot of times. You know, in the beginning of the trail camera days, you know, a lot of times it was right before season. Then I kind of moved to the the middle of summer, and then for about two years, I was really starting to hammer them out in in May. Like I. Two things. I I thought that I wanted to have all my work done before summer, but then I quickly realized that you know, like that that didn't always <laughs> that wasn't the case. You know, because you know you're putting out some of those cameras, and in the beginning of the summer, by the time hunt season rolls around, depending on what the camera's on, you might be dealing with some battery issues. So you're starting to revisit those. And for you know, I always thought, well, it's 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 kind of fun to watch them grow, right? Like that's it is, but you know, it's it's not necessarily for me. Like when I start putting my cameras out, I wanna see who's who. Like identify, you know, like truly being able to identify like, yep, this is this buck or Hey, no doubt. I don't know this deer, but he is no doubt. He will make the list. (laughs) He like, this is, this deer is big enough. Just please don't get hit by a car. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I I don't have any cameras out either. Just, you know, so the bucks I'm seeing are unfortunately either dead on the side of the road or ones that, uh, you know, I'm just kind of driving. I'm not even, you know, putting a ton of time out behind the glass just yet. But, uh, a lot of, a lot of the areas I hunt, I'm going to be starting to take a drive around and, you know, looking to see what the farmers are planting and then kind of game planning some of, uh, you know, some of my really good summer glassing opportunities. But it sounds like, you know, some of the areas that you hunt that you may be having some, you know, trouble glassing this
1: summer. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to have some some just with the rotation and the angles that I can, you know, a lot of the farms I can only enter and exit from one area, you know, mm-hmm. and, and middle of sections and stuff like that and hard to get to. Um, so my that is definitely gonna play a factor into how I run cameras this year. Now, it, before, you know, and, and normally, I'm running cameras on scrapes. I'm even running cameras on scrapes like now, in this or when I get ready to put cameras out. I have one location that is a crab apple tree um, that is like in the middle of a section that, and it, it, what it is, is that basically it's, it's like three fence rows that kind of come together in a way it's not right at the corner, but it's, it's like in a transition. And I get every deer in the summer, every buck that walks by it, they'll come over in the crab apple and they almost make their own scrape right there. Cause the limbs are overhanging. And so I put one there every year, but I will tell you like they're I'm going to be definitely doing some different things this year as far as how I've ran them in the, in the past to how I'm going to run them now because I can't monitor as much as I want to from a distance. So yeah. I'm going to rely this summer, for the summer, I'm going to rely more on cameras than I probably ever have.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and what's good about that, Aaron, is you know hearing the, about the situation that you have that you're going to adapt to it. You're not just going to say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this year, this year is going to be different. I think a lot of guys do that and that's that's something very easy to do but it's yeah. like no these are the cards i'm going to be dealt this year i may not kind of see this same kind of year again for a while but i'm going to adapt to it you know what i mean because mm-hmm. hey fall coming these bucks are growing like you, you gotta have a plan you know like i think it is so important you and i talk about this often you know we're spending money on cameras we're spending money on batteries you know gas our time away from home to run these cameras like having a plan, especially in the summer months when it's, you know, mid eighties and it's hot and you have this one day designated to go run trail cameras, but having a plan of what your day is going to look like when you're headed out there to put them out, making sure all the trail cameras are already set up before you even head out there, having all that stuff squared away. Like that is so important, you know, and especially like you having a plan of how you're going to adapt in july when you're out there sweating putting those cameras up that is those are the small details in my opinion that matter to for the guys that are you know because i do i think there's guys that are really really good at running trail cameras and there's guys that they kind of like to do it you know a little less and that's okay too if that's your thing mm-hmm. but man there's you can tell the ones that are paying attention to the details and having a plan before they even go out there for those things
1: yeah, and, and honestly if I needed to go put out cameras today, the only thing I don't have is batteries yet. But like I could go grab my trail cam tote right now and know that every camera in there is still working because months a couple months ago when I took them all down, I cleaned them and you know had a little on one camera I had a little corrosion from a battery so I cleaned out the the corrosion and everything. Um made sure all of them were working, made sure they were taking pictures and got the cards ready the cards are sitting in one of these you know one of these little you know these little i don't know who makes them i think i get them off of like bnh photo it's just for sd cards i have one of those in my tote i can grab that tote on the way to the farm i can go grab batteries and i'm putting cameras out
3: yeah
2: Yep, you know. I, I, I'll tell you, I may run, if if this was legal in Michigan, if we could run mineral sites in Michigan, I may put cameras out
1: a little bit earlier. You know what I mean? Because 100%, like, I would do the same thing.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't even, I'd be putting just a standard S, SD card camera on it because the thing's going to take thousands of pictures. Yep. And you, there's a lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of information you can get from, you know, water sources and food sources and even scrapes right now. But if you have a, a mineral, let's just say you have a, a, you know, a really good mineral site on, on 60 acres, you're probably going to be able to identify every, you know, every fawn that's being born, how many fawns you have on there. How many bucks, kind of, you know, like we talked about, you'll be able to at least look at their bases or, you know, if you're following a buck that's got, you know, half a year cut off or whatever it may be that I've thought about that where it's like, if I could run minerals, very likely I may put out, not all my cameras, but just the, you know, cameras on like, say if I had three or four properties and each one had a mineral site, I'd probably put a camera on each one of those.
1: 100%, I'd run mineral 150% if we could and it's a great way to get you know we do it in, in states that you can run them minerals you know uh, it's a great way to get inventory right now I have uh, let me think one. I have three bucks if they didn't have antlers on their head which they don't right now I could mm-hmm. tell them because one's got a I won't say but yep. one's one two of them got features that like if it was a doe it, like no antlers on you you could tell right away it's like oh yep He's back, yeah. you know, the good <laughs> thing is I know all three of those deer made it through completely. I do know that, but I just don't know if they're in my areas yet or not. Yeah. So,
2: so, so you're expecting some returning customers here in the next couple months.
1: hundred percent. One that was, ah, what should I want to say here? How much, or one, one that was hundred percent on the list last year. Uh, two that one was like, I, I wouldn't have shot them. Mm-hmm. but unique deer, very unique. And I hope, I hope he holds the same characteristics as, as what he has had last just, year. Just gets bigger with the same thing. And the, yeah. And then the other one, Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, a deer definitely wasn't going to shoot. Saw him a lot. He's a year and a half old deer that has the makings if he could make it to four oh like ridiculously how yeah. big this deer could get just with you know you got to think like that deer you know was either a button buck or a spike you know or like a forky mm. you know i don't i wouldn't i would say he's probably a button buck and then he blows into what he did as a year as like his first official rack and i'm like mother i've shown pictures to you of, I've got video of them. I've got pictures. I got seen them from the tree, and it's like, please, please make it through. Please make yeah. it through. And he did. He made her through.
2: Yeah. I I agree with you. I I think that was. I think he was a button buck the year before. I think genetic wise. I mean, if if we were, I mean, don't don't. I don't want this come off wrong. Like we, we that's everything we want here in Michigan, right? But if if you were, you know, if you were uh, managing. 250 acres and you had a deer like that show up on your property you would be so thankful that you know what i mean get having those genes run deep on your property having him on your property freaking growing like that is exactly what exactly what you're looking for but so i i, I got a question though because i i know that you know that piece is you know quite a distance from you that you with learning what you know so far and more to come with the farming that's going on around there do you feel like um being able to locate those deer in the summer is going to be a little more difficult for you or do you think it's even going to stop a little better for you this year
1: um it what it's going to be i think it'll be easy to locate them but like i said it's going to have to rely a lot on cameras i think once i get into the fall I think my approach to how I do things as far as glassing every day every morning you know just about every evening if I'm not hunting that approach is definitely gonna change that I, I I'm not worried I'm just trying to like scramble to figure out a plan of how I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. because essentially that's gonna that's gonna force me to be on the farm more which we all try to you know we want to be out there but it's also like, trying to keep the pressure down so that essentially I think is going to try to make me make decisions that I I might force the issue a little bit more and I don't want to. So this is, I'm not going to lie, I'm coming into something that is like pretty new to me uh, as far as almost feeling handcuffed just with access to the farm and how much it's going to be blocked off. Now, um, but what I said, what I did say earlier is like access to the farm as far as getting in on foot is going to be better, but I like to glass from a distance. I literally will glass from a half to three quarters of a mile away from a spotter. I don't want. First of all, I hate people seeing my vehicle on the side of the road, parked. Not going to lie to you, uh, I, I I don't like that. I like to go try to go incognito as much as I can and you know you've seen it like you drive up to like a you know might not even be your field a hay field and you stop on the side of the road what does every deer do they look at you and then one blows and then they clear the field i hate that i don't want people to see or i I don't want deer to see my vehicle or whatever on the side of the road either so um my approach is going to change and i got to figure out how i'm going to tackle
3: that
2: yeah but i tell you 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 said that you were going to be scrambling where i actually i disagree with you because you're thinking about it now already
1: scrambling, yeah but i'm a procrastinator <laughs> no wait well we're t- hey we can
2: talk it out here we'll we'll talk it out you know i mean hey i mean this is like on the couch session right here <laughs> like, Casting couch the, the new the new casting couch no but no like scrambling to me is you know uh not thinking about it till two weeks to go before season that's scrambling of trying to change your plan but you know how how kind of funny is that it was a lot of times it made me think of it that some of our best summer scouting scenarios actually hinder us in the fall the way it sets up you know like that that's really interesting you know because yeah. if it all went together perfectly then it not not be easy but like it would be like okay i'd this is this is how it's going to go or Mm -hmm. some some of the best stuff in the summer is it's tough to deal with in the fall
1: yeah it'll be interesting i think uh i think we both have some uh adapting to do this year maybe Mm -hmm. me a little bit more than what you might be doing but um i don't know it'll be interesting we'll see i'm sure it'll all work out in the end yeah
2: (laughs) it's 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 coming quickly buddy it's Mm -hmm. it's uh I, I can't wait. I cannot
1: freaking wait for it. <laughs> I agree. Hey, we're getting up on uh, on an hour here. How about we do that question real quick? Okay. <clears throat> all right. So this is this. going to go well
2: with all this. You get to pick one this year, and you're already starting to see what your scenario is looking like. You can take optics for the year. You can get them all summer and all fall, so like hunting with your optics, or you get to take trail cameras for the season. You could. One of the optics or a trail camera? What one are you taking for the fall and summer this year? Optics as far as like I get binos and a spotter. Yep. Yep. And then into the fall, like it mean like, you know, obviously, yeah, you spotter and binos all summer and all fall, but no trail cameras at all. Or if you don't want that, the optics, you can run trail cameras all summer and all fall. What one are you taking with the situation you are going to be dealt with this year?
1: with um what I'm being dealt with this year. Okay, cuz yep. that changed my answer. I mean, I'm I'm rolling cameras, but in previous okay. years, like in ge- in a generality, I'm taking optics over my cameras. Um yep. because, you know, I only ran six cameras last year. Uh I say only. That's could be a lot to a lot of guys, but geez, I feel like the I feel like the the average now is like you're not cool unless you're running 50, 60, 70 cameras and I'm like, "Jesus, that's so many cameras." Like I don't rely as, as heavily on cameras as the average guy. Like, you know, we've talked about, and it's beating a dead horse. Yeah. If you know, I do run cell cams and I run some soakers as well, but you know, a lot of what I'm doing is for next or, you know, future years, but also. I, you know, if I do like knowing if a deer's in the area or in a, in a certain location, like a smaller, I hunt a lot of small woodlots. If I get a picture of a deer on on camera, when I'm going to try to hunt in that woodlot, I'm not going in that woodlot. Like a lot of my camp, my cell cam use in these small woodlots is to know if I'm going to blow deer out. I've been burnt enough to blow deer out of there and Mm -hmm. that's how I'm using it. Um, you know, that might not lead me to killing that deer that day, but that's okay. I'm living to fight another one, you know, and you, you this, the small areas, the small woodlots, stuff like that, like you have to be delicate. You ha- I mean, even more delicate than, you know, any other scenario I would think. So that's what I'm using my cell cams a lot for. Um, but this year I think we might be singing a different tune once september october comes but i'm taking cameras this year with the with the hand i'm dealt right now but on in in years past i'm taking glass all day because i'm glass and gas gas and glass I, we always call, talk about gas and glass like give me a gas car from 711 and give me the optics and i'm going
2: yeah yeah. I, so. I knew, I knew in years past he'd pick optics, but yep. with our conversations recently about what's being planted and, and maybe some of the, uh, the hiccups ahead of, you know, the change to the style of hunting and scouting that we've been doing, I thought about it. I was like, man, that's going to be interesting. Cause I think, you know, seven days a week or six days a week, he's going to pick optics, but this year may be a little different, but that's adapting, yeah. right? Like that's, that's not, you know, like, that's not being stagnant that's adapting i love that yep what about you um i see i'm gonna I'm, i would i would probably be the opposite of you taking the optics all the time like i would probably take my cameras more of the time more times than not and this year it'd be no different It's cameras um for a couple different reasons though than not it's not really it doesn't have anything to do with the crop rotation that you know come season, a lot of the stuff that I hunt is so pressured that pretty much all the animals that you would see out in the fields are pretty much done anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, like, for example, my spotting scope gets put away in September. Like it's done. Like there's no need for me having it in October anymore. There's a couple things though. Like, let's just say I'm only given my cameras. I'm going to, I'm going to run my cameras just like I ever have. It wouldn't change anything different with those. And honestly, my cameras don't even sit on food sources usually, period. So that's not going to be a big difference for me. But what I can do still, is I could still drive around without optics. And, and we've been playing the game big enough. When you see big, you know big. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like You may not be able to identify who he is, but you know big in the summer when you see big. But I also do a lot of this. I do a lot of track checking, you know, um, maybe in areas where they cross roads a lot or field ledges, things like that that could tell me that. And that's actually something that I wanted to hit on early on that I actually forgot about. Guys, when these farmers are freshly working these fields up to be planted, it's such a great time that if you're were, if you looking to see like you know you had a buck survive and even though you may not be able to tell, tell who he is without his rack on his head yet, it is such a good time to go out and do some loops around some farm fields checking tracks because that all that dirt's worked up and it, they read plain as day out there that, mm-hmm. that's a, that's something i was thinking about earlier i do that a lot like as soon as that ground's worked up i'm making loops around fields just saying oh hey there's there's two or three good bucks in here right now They should be in there in the summertime too, but no, I would, uh, circle back here. I kind of get sidetracked circling back. I would take my cameras. Um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of my best stuff, it's, you can't even see from the road anyways, you know, it's, it's deep in, you know, deep in the swamps and hell, even from maps, it's not, it doesn't look good. It's, you gotta be out there, um, with your boots on the ground. So with that, I would definitely take the
1: cameras over the optics for my year. I like it. Good question. I do like that question. Yep. So, uh, okay. I think let's, uh, wrap this bad boy up guys. Um, everybody, thank you for all the listens and all the downloads. Please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review. Um, we are recording episode 300 next week. We're going to, it's going to be somewhat of a Q and a as well. We've had a lot of questions come through, uh, keep feeding us your questions. You can either email us, you could write us in on Instagram or Facebook. Any question, there are no questions, a bad question. Um, also, and don't forget about the, the giveaway going on right now. I'll just reiterate a little bit how to do that. So we're giving a full classic two saddle kit from Latitude with the ropes, pouches, saddle and everything. Uh, your choice of Helix Broadheads FJ4 pack, and then um, an FJ4 one pack. Uh, of three of them (laughs) just to confuse everybody (laughs) oh gosh uh it's uh, a a dollar amount of about 500 bucks uh, in that whole giveaway and how to get enters go to fallpodcast.com go to the store and uh purchase something from the store the more you purchase the more items you purchase the more entries you get to to get into that that giveaway so thank you guys very much for all this another feel good friday have a great weekend david do you have anything to add no, uh
2: maybe just it'd be today this weekend's gonna be Mother's Day weekend, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there.
1: Yep, happy Mother's Day and uh yeah, I think we're gonna sign off with that. So thank you guys very much. We'll be here, here right next we'll be here next time on the fall podcast. <laughs>